0: Welcome to the Queer Airs Podcast. This is Alia and I'm here with a repeat guest who we had on two years ago. Can you introduce, reintroduce yourself?
1: Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Abikaram and I'm a poet and a punk and a performance freak.
0: We actually realized that it's been just about exactly two years since the last recording, which is wild. Andrea had just moved to New York not long before that, and now you're like a seasoned New York person. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I'm guessing a bunch of shit has happened since then. <laughs> I think we yeah. we're due for a catch up. Um, you have something really amazing coming out next or in two months, right? In, in November, no, yeah, November. November okay. Do you wanna um, let's start there? What's about to happen in November?
1: Um, This big, big project that I've been co-editing with another amazing trans poet whose name is Kay Gabriel um, is coming out and it's an anthology of radical trans poetics titled We Want It All and it's a project that's been underway for two full years. Uh, We did a call for submissions and all that and this big book that's going to be like Three hundred and fifty pages is coming out from Nightboat Books in November, on November seventeenth.
0: Okay, this is perfect. We like the last recording. You were probably just getting started with it, or about to start. Um,
1: not even. Not, not even. Not yet. We started yeah. kind of conceptualizing it that summer, so like the summer, summer of twenty nineteen. Oh,
0: got right? you. Twenty eighteen. Time is weird. I okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like a while ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you want to like, okay. And it's, so it was edited by you and Kay Gabriel, right? Yes. You said, okay, amazing. And how many people came together with their work for this?
1: I believe it's a grand total of 65 contributors, including several, several estates. Um, so we are including we were hoping to compile a group of trans writers writing along political and revolutionary and abolitionist lines and we were hoping to make the selection of people very intergenerational and so we have several estates including Leslie Feinberg Lou Sullivan, Sylvia Rivera, Bryn Kelly um, which is super exciting alongside all of these amazing contemporary new emerging and established trans writers
0: well, i'm so excited to read it um i also noticed that you described it um okay you said it's like writing by intergenerational transports against capital and empire and i have to snap to that it's are there like particular themes that are most present in the anthology?
1: Yeah, I mean, the editorial process was really fun. We kind of just, we felt very open and we were like, let's read all of this work together and discuss every single piece um, that was submitted and kind of see what happens. So we weren't like trying to curate around themes, we were witnessing what themes were emerging in the pieces that we both liked and accepted. Um, And some of those themes include writing against prison, against police. There's a lot of work about like exuberant queer sex. That's really fun. Um, There's a lot of stuff about climate change and ecological disaster. And there's a lot of stuff about street protest Yeah,
0: awesome. I'm glad to see like there's it's not okay it's slow I'm glad to see there's a gradual shift um, this year like particularly related to prison abolition, police defunding and stuff like I'm seeing people who would describe themselves as more quote moderate like finally kind of getting it and like it not those two things not being such radical ideas and it's just wild like what it's taken for people to see that that's not such a wild idea um (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's infuriating um anyway i i'm excited that those themes are showing up in this and um also i just want to side note i subjected myself to the presidential debate last night and this is a nice palate cleanser and <laughs> I, I feel like I'm gonna get some brain cells restored during this conversation already.
1: <laughs> yeah and yeah my roommate, like turned it on and then promptly turned it off last night.
0: That was the right decision. Like yeah I I like I'm so recovering. Um Yeah, so amazing. And do you have some of your own work in the anthology?
1: Yes, one of the things we wanted to do was also include some work from the co-editors ourselves. So I have two pieces and Kay Gabriel, my co-editor has two pieces, um, which is really exciting. And we did the table of contents by first name, to emphasize like the first name rather than like the patriarchal lineage. Um, I love that. Yeah, so that's fun. God, what else can I tell you? We just, it went to the printer like two weeks ago, um, which was super exciting. But up until that point, we were doing like manic proofing. So we had, I am I have the 16th pass pulled up on my computer right now so I can scroll through everyone's names and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a big book and um, it's gonna be six by nine. So it's not gonna be like, A giant tome it's you'll be able to hold it in your hand and carry it around in your backpack which was something that was important
0: yeah Um, that's nicely like that's an accessible element i yeah
1: i appreciate that Um, Yeah. yeah i mean to your point about people being slightly more open to the idea of defunding the police and abolishing prisons and shutting down prisons and jails actually the 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 San Francisco County Jail is now like permanently closed. Um, There's no inmates there. It's been like a long abolitionist fight for probably up to 10 years. That's been happening in San Francisco. And it's finally closed like this week, which is awesome.
0: Okay. It's showing it's worth the fight. There's uh, like, it can happen.
1: Yeah. When people ask me about prison abolition, they're like, what do you mean? We can't just do that. And I'm like, well, you start small, like instead of expanding prisons, you scale them back and then close them. Like you, instead of like housing, like folks with mental illness and elderly folks, you let them go on their way. <laughs> and then people kind of start to understand you're like, oh, there is like, there, there is like, there can be a plan.
0: There are like alternatives. I know it's like, so on un- some people just really can't imagine an alternative because we've been brainwashed. So many people have, um, like, I mean, with same with police defunding. It's, it's like people automatically go to, like, we can't just go from one extreme to another. or Like, we can't just, like, get rid of police. And it's like, well, actually, we can and we should. But uh, yeah. I guess, I guess, baby, I guess, yeah. like, sometimes we have to explain it in baby steps. There are some things that the police should not be involved in. There's nothing the police should be involved in ever, but um, let's start with like things that social workers can be tasked with, etc.
1: I saw a hilarious bumper sticker yesterday on someone that, like, clearly like a Republican car um, that said, "See what like try not calling the police and see what happens," and I was like, "That'd be great in another." Yeah, that would be really great if people stopped calling me tweets but in a totally different context yeah
0: there's so many things that like conservatives have said like this is the world the liberals want or or blah 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 and you're like actually yeah like you're you're, (laughs) there's so many times where like like memes or bumper stickers and stuff and you read it and you're like yeah you're describing exactly what we want (laughs) (laughs) like can't argue there (laughs) it's just so it's always amusing to me i'm like you're okay you're handing you're handing us like the words that we are already saying we do want that (laughs) (laughs) do you want to talk about i know that okay i'm gonna ask an annoyingly broad generic question because i want to leave it open-ended so this year shit has been really hard um for me like i've just lost all ability to focus um I've had a really hard time even like focusing on a book like reading a book for more than 10 minutes it's just like it's been really hard for me to like process things this year in general and so I'm curious how you would describe your creative process this year like how it's shifted or like how it's also maybe been an anchor for you um anything that you want to like talk about related to that
1: yeah of course that's a good question it's it's not even it's not even too broad i mean i will say that previous to pandemic times my life was like 99 events like either performing in events or hosting events and i at the beginning of this year i moved into a new job at the poetry project which is about events curating events oh wow Um, and so all of a sudden like this thing that i have dedicated pretty much my entire life to is like not happening anymore um so i definitely like experienced some like grief and resistance around that and of course there's tons of great digital events happening it's just like it's not really my it's not my preferred way of performing um because i i view performance as like collaborative with the people around you in the room around you and the, the surprises that happen around you
0: and there's an energy when yeah and everyone's the,
1: there yeah yeah so my I actually was supposed to do a residency at Habibi house in Detroit oh, um, for the month of July which got postponed indefinitely um which I was bummed about but I understand of course and kind of my plan for for what I was going to work on this summer was solid coherent draft of this like trashy punk romance novel slash poet's memoir that I have been like conceptualizing and like working on bits and pieces for several years um but haven't like had haven't dedicated like a chunk of uninterrupted time to be like now I am working on a poet's novel because I'm a poet and like you can do whatever you want and it doesn't it makes sense because you create the logic and prose is very different and durational. So I had previous pandemic, I've been reading like tons of queer fiction to try to like up my chops and like learn, learn things. Um, and I, the pandemic happened and I had, and then there were no parties and there were no, there were no events and there were no new crushes. And I had like kind of no drive to work on that project, which is a bummer, but I, been kind of reframing and building up my like longer term next poetry project which is which i'm calling the poetics of terror you know thinking about like queer terror and like disrupting public space and queering the terrorist archetype and doing lots of lots of like learning of and reading uh, just trying to read as many like arab and arab american poets as i can um and stuff like that so basically like the hard-hitting like serious project i was like suddenly much more interested in working on because we are surrounded by serious intense times
0: yeah Uh, makes sense
1: yeah um but i agree with you it's been it's been hard to focus in general i mean like i live as you know i live in new york like my room is like really small I'm like, this is where I sleep. This is where I fuck. This is where I like work from home. This is like where I call my friends. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like boundaries don't exist. Time doesn't exist. It's really hard, but. All, I, of, all of your
0: senses and emotions happen in that room.
1: Yeah. And so that has definitely been really hard. And I'm grateful to have a full-time job one thousand percent oh god! Um, yeah
0: i'm so glad
1: and also because it is i've also been maybe you follow me on instagram i've also been like rollerblading like a lot i love so,
0: i love that you've made me want to do that
1: like, it's so fun you should do it everyone should do it it's so great
0: i'm glad you mentioned that because like you inspired me to call my mom not long ago and ask if my rollerblades were
1: still yes. there
0: and i was like if you can find my rollerblades and you
1: send them. I so, love anyway. that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is, um, yeah. like, a reclaimed passion that the pandemic has given me, um, yeah. has returned to me. But it also means in, like, every second I can, I'm trying to be outside before it gets cold.
0: Yeah, same. Um, yeah.
1: Which is important.
0: Yeah, I found that really important. I've also had to, like, really push myself to do that because they're just days, I'm sure you relate, where I just spiral and I'm just like, how do I even stand up right now? <laughs> how do I like start another day of this? But um, comes in waves and being outside, like being in a different environment even for just like an hour can turn the day around, at least for me. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah it's also hard because like when you go outside here it's like there's people everywhere and you still there's you have to like over process how you're going to go outside
0: yeah yeah and how
1: another exhausting thing
0: right and just uh, I don't know it's a lot um yeah, at the beginning, toward the beginning of this year, I remember you were going to come to DC and I was really excited yeah, to see you. Yeah. No, we were going to we hang out and then this shit happened like right then.
1: Yeah. Because the yeah. last thing I really did was there was, I went to AWP in San Antonio and they like the week before leading up to it, they were like maybe going to cancel it. It was really before we knew anything. And I went to AWP. When I came back and then like the next day I was working from home, all my roommates were working from home, we were on lockdown, no one was going outside and there was so much like fear because we didn't, there weren't like clear answers about like contraction or everyone was like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And yeah, like the deep split. with this rock was like the following, was supposed to be the following week or something in mid-March or at the end of march i can't remember exactly but
0: oh god yeah it was just so It, it's weird how like there was a lot of warning like we people in this fucking administration knew shit right and then all like how sudden it was for us um so yeah anyway uh going back to the anthology do you wanna uh, i guess it is pre publication so i don't know how much of like a spoiler you can give at least for your own work do you want to talk mm-hmm. about like the?
1: i mean the pieces that i have in it personally have have been previously published um oh also, i have okay i have the poem to the cop who read my text messages which is an extra transmission and i think i read yeah. to you last yeah. time yeah Um, And I have this piece called Hold My Hand, which was previously published in Bias, the, like, Journal of Queer Forms and Affects. And it's a lot about, like, it's kind of like a process response piece to the David Washnerovich exhibit that was up at the Whitney in the end of summer 2018. And about, like, queer desire and, like, searching for, um, like, queer mentorship when so much of it doesn't exist because they all many of them passed to AIDS. So those are the those are my two pieces, which felt like perfect for this anthology.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and there, I mean, and Hold My Hand, this will be the first time it's in print, which is really exciting.
0: Oh, oh, great. I was gonna see if you wanted to read or do you want to wait um, until it's out in print? I could.
1: Oh, I have to find it. Hold on. Okay. Hold my hand. You made me want to get fucked intensely and anonymously, hands slow, cock hard in bright fallen light, break through the gauzy exterior of street lamps at the edge of the water at night. The kind that eclipses depth perception, making everything so much more immediate amongst the lies the institution told me, desexualizing intimacy is a failure of visibility. The gradual interiority of watching someone flip pages and pages of photos of the one you love. Personal collapse slide into icon. I wake early ready for a fight. I wake early ready for a fuck. Sometimes I think they're just the same gesture between us the way the visual notebook clicks. We sit close but and revel in this static proximity pressed up against DW's visual mausoleum. People enter and exit the grid mid loop. We wait for the loop to repeat, anti-linearity of water falling upwards. Famous gaze are only pristine when they're dead. Quick cut off. We sit in between gallery walls facing others, oriented transit parallel recordings of DW sprawl out along the tempered light nonstop with the weight of mortality, immateriality, immateriality, hopeless rage. I want to grab your hand, close the blanks between bodies in present mourning of the decades of queer bodies propelled toward death by state sanctioned abandonment. Air bears heavy, electric net of implication in the next phase of queer history. refuse the archive, demand the immediacy of extensions, press sharp, we breathe the same heavy air of rage, press play, amps crackle with loss, loosened and looping. Coins cascade down onto my face, embrace for impact, keep eyes open to see where the glisten lands, they recoil on my cheeks and my eyelids and my hollows mirrored, each shadow holding loss at its corners. I let the elasticity of the screen stretch over me taut and hope I can still breathe. I wield my clearness like a leather jacket, sexy and resilient, that fine, brutal line between visibility and surveillance. But God, your spiked leather motorcycle heels are turning me on through the window of incomplete desire. These zippers make me wet. I bite my lower lip and make direct eye contact with the cycles of production until it grinds up against me. I reveal my hardness in the space left between red suture drawing your lips together. Blood and cum form rivulets down your chin caught by my tongue, along carotid. I open up in heavy prep to get fucked by late stage Cap nonstop for eight hours, feeling your card cock at, 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 then frame, shift, click. I love to watch the planes over New York from my roof, little light grids of transit hanging low in the sky. Come on, pick me up like you did last night at the leather bar. The shadows of anonymity exceed identity politics for a few hours. Xerox, former self, quick cut two.
0: Oh God, I'm pro. I- I- I'm gonna be processing that all day. Wearing your queerness like a leather jacket—that's so sexy. And I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna picture that for myself. <laughs> um, I also like the um, plane. Watching the planes and saying, "Like pick me up like last night." <laughs> <laughs> like take me somewhere.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to share.
0: I can't wait to read it, to look at it in print too. It's like, it's going to take, I'm going to have to process that several times, like visually and then also like now, orally like now. Is there anything else that you want to mention that um, you like you have published or anything that you've worked on that listeners might want to check out?
1: As you know, our last conversation was kind of several months before my first book, Extra yeah. Transmission, came out. Um, yeah. I have,
0: which, I have a copy. You all should get yeah. one if you don't.
1: Which um, I'm super proud of. And it was the finalist for the Lambda Literary Award in Trans Poetry, um, which was awesome. And. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like my next project that I'm working on Poetics of Terror is like an extension of Extra Transmission or like Extra Transmission is like the beginning groundwork work for Poetics of Terror, which is really exciting. And um, I mean, this anthology has been a pleasure and a privilege to work on, but it's also been two years of very, very hard work. Um, And I am, so so lucky to have an amazing co-editor and um the support of nightboat um my second book is called villainy and it's gonna come out from nightboat in the fall of 2021 so about a year from now oh amazing um so you have that also let's uh, (laughs) do an
0: episode about that in a year
1: (laughs) yeah in a year (laughs) yeah (laughs) which I'm super excited about. Yeah, I mean, I have like some other things that have been like online or whatever, and some things that have been in print. But I am like, I'm trying to throw all my support and energy behind um, getting the anthology out there because I, my co-editor and I, had been imagining like a huge tour this summer, and obviously, pretty unlikely. But we have contributors like all over the country and also from. um other countries and so it's actually kind of great that we can have like a ton of virtual events because we'll be able to all the contributors hopefully will be able to participate
0: that is so that is the nice thing about this weird new reality um do you want to talk about like do you have some events that you can um talk about now at this point yeah we're
1: doing A launch at the Poetry Project, where I also work, on October 26th, where we're going to have nine contributors read, um, and hopefully a couple archival clips. So that'll be virtual. Oh, cool. Okay. October 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Okay. And, you know, more stuff in the works. We kind of just had to get the book to the printer, and now we're like, okay, we can work on events. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, so October twenty sixth, everyone should check that out. That's open to the public. I'm yeah, guessing. cool.
1: It's um, up to RSVP.
0: Amazing. I I'm so I am impressed by like people who have been able to just continue what they already started. That's been something really hard for me. Like people who have been able to find ways to continue what they already started this year, even though shit has been so derailed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah i hope that we can i mean also it's like it's a hard time for bookstores right now so i'm hoping we can collaborate with like a, a ton of bookstore like oh indie, yeah indie and queer bookstores and spaces to be able to support them too
0: oh yeah good good point yeah um we've had a few authors on recently i don't think we talked about it on the recordings they were saying similar it's a really good time to like collaborate with bookstores that aren't like things that aren't Amazon, for example, <laughs> like actual, Definitely. actual bookstores.
1: Don't buy books from Amazon. <laughs> Do
0: you want to tell everyone how they can pre-order? I know you put it in the email, but how can they pre-order the anthology?
1: Yeah, well, the anthology is called We Want It All, an anthology of radical Trans transpoetics. Um, and you can order it from Nightboat Books. So the website dot nightboatbooks.org, and then you can click to it and... In- we're expecting books from the printer mid-October and then it'll start to appear in bookstores, which she probably won't go to because there's a pandemic, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but bookstores yeah.
0: will probably have online stuff.
1: Yeah. 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 But yeah, Nightboat is doing is handling the pre-orders and they'll send out the pre-orders as soon as they arrive, the books arrive. Got you. Um, I can't wait to hold it in my actual oh my hand. god yeah i just like scroll through this pdf like all the time
0: <laughs> no this is your baby
1: yeah it's i am shit so excited i yeah i don't know what to say i'm just so excited and i'm so
0: yeah.
1: anthologies are no joke they're a lot of work i can't imagine but two years ago when nightboat was like you know this is gonna be a lot of work right and i was like whatever and then meantime we're like slogging through this during a pandemic and like a revolution and like also a full-time job (laughs) nbd (laughs) yeah and my like pro rollerblading career (laughs) i'm so glad i'm so excited about your rollerblading so how can people follow you well i have an instagram And my at is wolf underscore hour and hour like time. It used to be a lot of poetry and performance content and selfies. And now it's like a lot of rollerblading. Rollerblading. Yeah. And (laughs) soon it will switch to a lot of anthology content. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: like it. (laughs) I like the mix. Um, Well, thank you so much. This was great having you back.
1: Thank you for inviting me back. And I hope that we can hang out yeah soon. let's hang out soon. In whatever way i know we
0: we're finally in the same city so okay we'll make it happen cool all right thanks all for listening you can follow us at the queer arabs on twitter facebook and insta and we have thequeerarabs.com which has all our episodes and you can listen to all other episodes on um your favorite podcast app which you probably already know if you're listening to this <laughs> right. oh and you can reach out to us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com Thanks all.